So Jamie and I discussed gimmick metal, but as a disclaimer, I want to be clear that we're not implying that a gimmick is inherently a bad thing. It's uh, There's a lot of new bands who seem to have a lot of gimmick uh, in the mix, and so we wanted to talk about that and which ones we like, which ones we don't like, what works about that and what doesn't work. So, uh, you know, don't assume we liked or disliked uh, each of the bands that are featured in this episode. In order to find out which ones we did or didn't like, you need to actually listen to the episode. So uh, we talked about Oakley Dokley, uh, Necrogoblicon, uh, briefly talked about Camelot, though that was not part of the original program. Uh, Ghost BC, who at some point will probably have their own episode because, spoiler alert, uh, I hate them. Ailstorm uh, and Glory Hammer and Lords of the Trident from Madison, Wisconsin. So, uh, uh, slight bias on my part there. Uh, Unleash the Archers. There's going to be a follow-up on Unleash the Archers because I actually saw them at Prog Power last week. So, there's more to be said, so don't take this as the final word on Unleash the Archers especially if you passionately disagree with my take on them. So there's more on that to come. And unavoidably, uh, Rhapsody of Fire came up. Uh, We also went on a weird random little tangent about fantasy literature because so many of these bands' gimmicks seem to be what I like to call Dungeons & Dragons metal. So there's a fine line between simply D&D metal or gimmick metal or both and... uh, you know, labels don't matter, so whatever. So check it out, and keep in mind, there's definitely going to be a follow-up to this. I have a bunch more similarly-themed bands that didn't make it into this one, so there will be at least another episode or more on uh, this topic. All right, so gimmick metal. Uh, this episode is sparked by the recent appearance of a gimmick metal band on Facebook. Uh, oh man, that's a lot of. I'm looking at Facebook now, and I got a, I got a bunch of likes. It's really exciting. Um, okay, so it's a. Uh, I, I mean, they're not even really a metal band, but they're a gimmick band for sure. Uh, it's called Oakley Dokley, and it's a <laughs> Ned Flanders themed. Uh, do we actually want to listen to it? Because it's really yeah, yeah, painful. Okay, definitely. I'll find it. But basically, I mean, the the more... When you hear this, you'll probably think what I did, which is, how is this uh, related to the gimmick? But if you see the picture, like they're, the, the most effective part of their gimmick is their, their band photo, which also supposedly proves there's five people in the band, um, which yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're all doing. I mean, they're having, all dressed as Ned Flanders. Yeah. You know, I mean, e- even then... Uh, I don't know what my initial thoughts were looking at the album. So if cover. you want to see see this, it's Oakley O K I L L Y D O K I L L Y. So if you just Google that, you'll find some stuff. Um, here is now supposedly the lyrics are taken from things Ned Flanders said on the show, but not all of it. But well, and and even when it is, it's like so. Anyway, let me just play something. Did that actually? Maybe this one I want to play. 
All right. Here we go. Their bank. I'm bringing up their band camp, and then that should have. This one time at band camp. sounds like um, they're about to start playing. It was reminiscent of um, Toxicity. Yeah. Uh. Also that. <laughs> Is that a keyboard? I guess? Something yeah. Like It's almost like just doing keyboard noise. Yeah, the bass is just doing like. I was gonna say the bass tone noise. sounds really bad. Yeah. Not not his rhythm. Uh, I mean, the guitar tone's pretty bad too. Oh, that's the worst part, specifically for us. <laughs> this is only a three-minute song, and yeah, he, yeah, he says that. That's enough of that fucking song. So, oh, that's the only thing they have on Bandcamp. But I mean, that's a pretty good idea. Like, yeah. I I listened to like four of their tracks or whatever. I listened to all four as yeah. well. Yeah. And it was, but it was pretty much all the same. It was the same, just like it was kind of noisy, yeah, heavy rock. I really hesitate to call it metal. Other I, th than I think the, we should like, have like a, a scoreboard of gimmicks. So, I mean, <laughs> here here's what we've got here: like a list of pros and cons. We have maybe about if we include them six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six at least. Be well, I mean, you know, I don't think it'll be a stalemate. I think that you need to look at whether um, you like the gimmick band just because of the gimmick, and you're trying to tolerate the band because the gimmick is so good that you, yeah. you know the music isn't there, or the music is so awesome, and you're like, why are you doing this with, yeah. the, with well, the gimmick? My personal uh, feeling about gimmicks is. First of all, because uh, I, I posted like on Facebook at the last minute and said, anybody, am I missing any, I listed a few bands I want to talk about. Am I missing any major gimmick metal bands? And and specifically sort of more recent, newer ones. Like everyone knows Guar, but Guar is actually like, as far as I know, the original gimmick metal band. And their gimmick is kind of really their whole, everything fits the theme. Yeah. And so it's like. What's the lead singer's name that, that passed? Odorous. Odorous uh, Arungus is, yeah. is the guy's actual name. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's he, his character name. Right. Um, his actual name's like Dave or something. So I can't. I can't it was Dave. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it I was his last name. But um, someone post comments. Um, he, they, they, they opened the way to the the third that's yeah. his gimmick band. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, they, they, he was he was know, an but, artist well, in that, metal. That's what but there's awesome also I mean gimmicks have been around in rock for a long time. I mean because like for example Kiss. If you ask me, Kiss oh. is a gimmick rock band. 
Yeah. I'm focusing on gimmick metal, but at the same time, well, and again, I'm trying not to focus on like obvious, like huge famous bands. Cause I mean, at some point I'm gonna have to do a kiss episode because I am not <laughs> a fan of kiss. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really, and I'm, it's so kind of like popular. me and, and, um, yeah, I, I saw kiss with Motley Crue. Oh really? Yeah. And, uh, Motley Crue killed it. They were awesome. Yeah. You know, apart from other funny things that happened at <laughs> the, the show, you know, like, um, what's his name? Pamela's boyfriend, the drummer. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Tommy Lee. Tommy Tardly. Um, yeah, he, he was like going around, hey, what's the problem, guys? Oh, is this a dry concert? That's why it sucked. You guys want a drink? And the whole stadium goes, yeah. And he goes, all right, you look hot. Points out this bimbo in the front and then just pours a bottle of shampoo <laughs> all over her. And everyone boos him. Like, dude, you guys are killing it. Stop being such an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. It kiss sucked, put I it mean, that way. For me, the music always comes first. So if you yeah. are, you know, actually, here's my thing. If you, if the music is good and you happen to have a gimmick and mm. it relates, it sounds like it relates to the actual music, I'm all for it. I have no yeah. problem with gimmicks as long as the music's good because it's part of the whole experience. And yeah. sometimes it actually can enhance it, right? Sometimes it's like if you're going to listen to a band that plays like D&D fantasy metal, then yeah. you want it to be obvious that it's cheesy D&D fantasy you want it to be all like swords and sorcery and dragons and shit yeah um but uh so yeah so I, I to me it always is like as long as the music comes first now in this case it sounds like they're just kind of a, a heavy rock band and they were like guys I think we might be terrible and no one is ever gonna give a shit maybe we should come up with a gimmick and what does everybody love the Simpsons you know because again that, that shit spread like crazy I was surprised how bad it was when I listened to the music because I was like, this thing, because you posted it on my Facebook, but I, I like, like five minutes earlier, I saw it on someone else's thing. I saw it like 10 times that day on yeah. Facebook. It was so all over the place. Well, it was shown to me. Yeah. And uh, it was shown to me by um, Ashley. Okay. And uh, she hates metal. Which, yeah, it's, yeah, when you live with someone that, that hates metal, it's difficult when you're like, I'm going for sure. I want to put Lamb of God on. Mm. Uh, no, that's not happening. Like, oh, bollocks. Um, but she was like, you know what? I think this is the first metal band I liked. And when I listened to it, I was like, why did you have to say that about <laughs> this? Why? Why? Oh, by, by the way, uh, <laughs> if you listen to the, I mean, they haven't, they, they won't, they, well, they may have posted by the time this one posts. I'm not sure if I'm going to do them in order, but. The, uh, the heavy Montreal episode we did, one of the bands that we, that played that we didn't see was Lamb of God, which yeah. I've seen them before. So it was one of those things where I was like, well, I, I, I get the deal and, and, right. and, and they're cool, but I don't need to see them again. Yeah. But it was one of those ones where like the last night was, uh, uh, that band, I was telling you about Isan, this dude, uh, he used to be an emperor. And after him, we left cause we were like, well, nothing else to see. Sure. was cool to see Isan close out the festival. But there was still Lamb of God and Slipknot. <laughs> so, Lamb but, of God and Slipknot. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and everyone was there for Slipknot that day. It of was course. ridiculous. And Slipknot fans are loyal. Yeah. I, st I still listen to Slipknot. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I can hear your bated breath like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's, the comments, that's nice, Jamie. The comments I want to mm, make about you. that. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, you get, you, you enjoy. People, people that are like, oh my God, you like Slipknot, they immediately put you into a category of people that listen to like because Limp Bizkit, Linkin right, Park. No, and but <laughs> if you saw the people who were there for Slipknot, you'd be like, I'm not going to tell people I listen to Slipknot anymore. <laughs> you might, you might not want to be associated oh, no, totally, with that totally. crowd. It, well, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to rat on Comic-Con. <laughs> I, I, I like a lot of the stuff that would be at Comic-Con. Right. And 
you know, uh, anyhow. But yeah, so I, th so that's a good point. Um, music should come first. And I think that there's two categories that those can be put into, as I said before. It's, um, are you bearing with the music? It's that bad just because the gimmick is so funny? Or is it the polar opposite and the music is so good, but you're like, why the gimmick? Mm -hmm. Or is it both, actually? Yeah. It should be really the, 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 you know, the best uh, yeah. scenario. So, so here's a weird example. Um, there's this band called Necrogoblicon, which uh, the way I would recommend, if you, if you just want to see like the best version, their initial hit video is called No One Survives. Uh, so it's Necrogoblicon with, uh, with two Ks, N-E-K-R-O-G-O-B-L-I-K-O-N. Uh, it's like a Necronomicon combined with Goblin. And uh, the video for No One Survives is awesome. I think it's great. Uh, I think the music's pretty decent. Um, I felt like my, the reaction I always have when I watch this video is, man, these guys write great background music for this video. Like, cause I feel like if I, if I close my eyes and don't watch the video, I kind of get a little bored and I'm like, eh, it's all Wait, right. So was this the, which, which video was this? This is the, the one, one where, with, um, where the goblin wakes up and he's like a, a normal, like cubicle drone person. And then you kill, and well, then, I, maybe, no, spoiler alert. Okay. Well, we won't you, okay. Again, so go watch, okay. Pause the podcast and go watch <laughs> if you care. Okay. If you care to interact and know what the fuck we're talking about, go pause the podcast <laughs> Go to YouTube, watch Necrogoblicon, No One Survives. Yeah. Basically, uh, I know they're like based in LA. I don't know if it was a real band when they made that video. Because the sounds on that on that song, they sound a little Fuck, bit like MIDI drums, they, they MIDI keyboards. Nothing compared to Oakley right. Dokali. That was that's <laughs> well, right. No, no, no. No, no. It's actually it's well done. If it is all like MIDI instruments, it's actually well done for MIDI instruments. So I don't yeah. want to take away from it. And I think that that video is great. You should watch. It's worth that was a huge like viral hit. So but the weird thing is, okay, so it was a huge viral hit, and then I heard afterwards, like, oh, they're a real band, and they're playing in L.A. I don't know if that happened afterwards. If the dude who made the music also made the video, like, keep making music videos, because the video is great. And, it's like Rob Zombie. And the music fits it really well, but it still felt more like the video was more important than the video, or, or more important than the music, and, and, and better over, like... If the music fits the video, but if you just listen to the music, it's not as interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. But what they did is, so so I found, they, they posted a new video recently where they kind of, like, leaned into it. And their new song, their new album is called Heavy Meta. Like, metal, but meta. Because the point is, they understand that they're a gimmick band, and they have leaned into it. Like, fuck it, this is what we do. So their latest video is called we need a gimmick and it's not bad it's uh it's similar musically although it sounds a lot better because there's an actual band and it sounds like it's produced better now um and it's kind of funny but like uh it's the same general kind of music style but again it's it's meta it's about how they understand like there's a joke in there about the, the first video nothing uh, no one survives had Caden cross in it who is a uh a pornography actress if you're not familiar uh, uh you know we had to, we had to google and find out who that was and uh and why everyone's heard of her i don't know but uh so uh they mentioned they in the when we need a gimmick they reference like you know Caden cross equals more views and and there's a lot of like style video style parodies but not music style parodies right, right. the music didn't so i still feel like he thinks he's a it's a real band and he's just writing music and then he, being like he, he being the dude who the least is, the vocalist i'm pretty sure the lead vocalist is like the dude behind it who okay. wrote stuff i All could right. be making that up in my imagination mm. it might not, i'm not sure uh i do music I, is I, bad we are very good at researching i before. tend to do a a fairly cursory reasonable 
baseline amount of research. <laughs> but as always, you're if, safe now. You're if safe. you feel like I'm talking out of my ass, <laughs> feel free to write me and tell me how I don't know shit. <laughs> Just write me at hate mail at your music is um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. So I, I only saw those two videos and mm. I got to see it with the music video. I mean, it was a music and yeah. the, the awesome video. So I, it, it sold me on that point of like, you know, it's, we love, what do we love? Movies. We love video games. We are musicians. You know, we like music to everything, yeah. you know? And uh, when it came to watching that, it was probably enhanced by the fact that the music video was just awesome. They were both so <laughs> yeah. great, you know? Had nothing to do with the porn star. Um, but the, I actually really liked the music. Mm. I, I got what you were talking about when you were saying his voice. Um, didn't you mention that his voice was grating? I mean, well... His vocals, his screams and his growls. I mean, I don't mind. It's, it's typical, like, black metal, metal kind of like... Right. The whole time. But he, you know, you could see that he was having a laugh with it. Yeah. Which, again, relates to your whole point of they just embrace yeah. that it's a gimmick. But I, I felt that it was less of a gimmick. I could compare it to other ones and say it's a gimmick. The guy in the goblin costume, okay, that's a gimmick. <laughs> right. And and I'm, I, I, honestly, the first thought that came to my mind was like, God, that must suck doing a gig for like an hour and a half and you're in that frigging goblin costume. Mm. How hot must it be? In yeah. There? <laughs> well, like the first, the first video where the whole video revolves around this character, I'll, I'll describe it because why not? Uh, basically, spoiler the, alert for lazy a, people. Right. You, well, you should have watched it by now, and otherwise you aren't <laughs> planning to. So, uh, it, there's a goblin, and he's like, there's some dude uh, who has tied up uh, Caden Cross in a forest. So it's more like you know, do you expect like a typical kind of fantasy metal kind of or, or folk metal maybe because you know goblin the trolls whatever. And but the but the goblin seems almost like the protagonist, and then he gets hit in the head and like. Go, falls unconscious and then he wakes up in like a normal apartment like a hoodie on like a regular like dude yeah. yeah and he's like oh i'm late for work he's getting dressed he and weed. smokes some weed <laughs> goes to work and like drops all his files at the yeah suitcase. and then it turns out that Caden is like a girl he works with and there's some dude who's hitting on her and she has she has a birthday party or something and he's like oh i'm gonna go and like oh this guy so it's this whole thing and then but it, the, just the whole tone of like how sure he's a goblin, but he's actually just some like regular schmuck is so good. Like it's really good. Like that's yeah. that whole thing really works. I was just waiting for it to end though. You right. know, I was like, when when are they going to admit this? Or is it one of those classic it's all a dream bollocks? Yeah. Know? But uh but basically so there was but there's one other video. So when I was uh preparing for this, I was like, well, let me see if they did anything in between those. Cause I appreciate that they came back with like the song is literally called We Need a Gimmick. I definitely have to listen to an entire album because even those two, just listening to the music, I did do my very best to just, you know, not look at the funny shit well, that was, the that thing. was going I, on. I, listened, I, I did listen to one track that doesn't have a video from uh, their latest album because th their latest album is called Heavy Meta and it's literally all meta jokes and self-aware kind mm -hmm. of whatever. The problem is whenever I actually, like, because the dude's an okay singer, but yeah, he's not. Oh, that was it. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's the vocals. His vocals weren't terrible, but you know, it was the fact that um, I didn't get bored by it because it, 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 it kind of put it out there, and I was like, "So this is what you can do." Okay, cool. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm settling for him and he's a grade C. He, yeah. He had a good voice. It was just like, okay, you're not going to do that. But you know, when you're switching between 
you know, any kind of growl or scream vocal mm. and going back to singing pitches, it that's that's tough, man. I take my hat off to anybody yeah. that can do that. I've I've not done it and I won't do it because I'll write my voice. Yeah. Um I couldn't sing opera. And I mean do that. Well, so okay, so the, the first so the other video I watched, the sort of the one in the middle is called Power Core. Oh and right. it's a live video. That was good. There's I like no, that. You liked it, but for me it was like yeah, I miss your lyrics. gimmick video. It was the lyrics right, though, the, the, that right. degraded you. Well, yeah, because again, it feels like it's called power core, mm. and the song feels like a mix of like metal core and power metal almost. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we were going for. Yeah. But then whenever I actually hear the lyrics and the lyrics are trying to be funny and related, I don't think he can I don't think he can write the lyrics. I think that's the biggest weakness. I actually didn't mind them at all. I, I did didn't, not. I, did I not didn't. I yeah. didn't. It's our first disagreement. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't mind it at all. I mean, I totally got that he was. And that's the thing, because power metal is like your lifeblood. You know, it's, it's insulting to you that he well, would no, make well, such no, crappy. But it's well, it, yeah, maybe it used to be. But now it's more like uh, defend your, your musical tastes. Now. Well, no, because I don't know because I don't like power metal now. Really? Yeah. I like. A few examples not a lot of, good of old good power. Well, no, it, what it is is that power metal has become incredibly regressive. Yeah, it's in, there. There's almost nothing interesting and new, and that started happening for me in like 2004 or something. And so it's been at least a decade since I was like, "Oh, let me check out this new power metal band." Who was, it, who was like the last one then that you you would listen to? For example, well, honestly, um, and it's funny because in the last podcast we mentioned this because uh, Rich and Eric really don't like this band Camelot. Camelot with a K. I do not like Camelot. Really? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if they're the, they're not the ones that I said got pa uh, paired up with Aelstorm. Uh, they're also a Napalm. They might have. Uh, it's someone that like when I first started. Remember, I started listening to Aelstorm when we worked together. Yeah, I think they're on Century Media. I um I actually gosh. or maybe not. It's definitely Napalm Records. It's not them, but Camelot. Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, I remember well, listening I did, to them okay. going no. They were they were the last power metal band I sort of like actually tried to keep listening to, and it was because I felt like if as far as okay, first of all, a lot of power metal has basically become pop metal. True. If you're going to listen to that. pop metal, which in my opinion is any metal that basically is going for like a pop song structure and just going for like kind of effective, catchy songs or whatever. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, I felt like Camelot was the only one doing it to like a reasonable degree. Like I felt like they had good songwriting as long as you were accepting that it wasn't going to be like a progressive song or anything. If you're fine with just verse, chorus kind of stuff, I felt like they were doing it really well. But the problem is at a certain point, they started to hit that, like, okay, everything we do now is kind of just... Like, we don't have new ideas. We're so we're just, just going to keep recycling right. the same so thing. So, like, when they did... Uh, for me, it was Karma, Epica, and... Well, Fourth Legacy, Karma, Epica, Black Halo. Those are the albums where I was, like, listening to them for, like, for serious. Epica? That was the 2003 yeah. album. And then what was the other yeah. one? Uh, Black Halo. Black Halo. Which is a sequel to Epica. 2005, yeah. So but that, right, so uh, right, so it's been a decade since I gave a shit about power yeah, metal. Well, their last album was out in two thousand and twelve, and don't, yeah. don't power. Well, what happened is okay. So here's the thing that happened with Camelot, which uh, I mean, we really this is a weird tangent, but um, that was a good tangent. Their singer, okay, <laughs> their old singer was really great for a while, and he used to be in another more progressive band called Conception. Yeah. Uh, his name's Roy Kahn. Uh, he left, uh, I think, for Jesus, um, like so many do, uh, but. 
uh, he, but I mean, it didn't, it, it, it wasn't necessarily bad for the band anyway, because he was having trouble live with higher notes and stuff. He used, you know, he's one of those dudes who when he was 20, was just like, all the time just like yeah crazy high notes and then it and then like you hit 30 and you're like uh man, I, can't, I can't just do this shit all night on tour all the time yeah. it doesn't work like that so gotta tune uh, down man gotta yeah. tune down but right well they did they tuned oh. down they started tuning down yeah. now they got this new guy Tommy Karavik, who can sing all the stuff but they're basically making him sing melodies that are exactly like what what Roy was singing and so again, it's kind of been like when they got the new singer. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe it'll be interesting again. No, it was the same thing, but with a new singer. They just wanted to keep it the simple way it was. Yeah. So I mean, well, I mean, would you say that power metal uh, has a, a predominance of gimmicky um, situations? Well, there was there's a there's a lot of power metal that tended towards the 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 fantasy or sci-fi thing. But the thing is, I don't think. At a certain point, that counts as a gimmick because in in metal historically in metal, there's been a ton of people who just it seemed to fit with metal and rock in the 70s and 80s that there was a lot of like fantasy and sci-fi and whatever because okay. they were like, what do we write about with this music? It's uh well, Black Sabbath wrote about like scary horror stuff. Uh, what else can we do that's like that that, that fits better with metal than other styles of music? Well, and would, it's would you say that then? Um, uh, gimmicks are a physical manifestation of appearance like yeah, clothing right, and, right if you're if you're doing something or manner well i suppose you'd have to say mannerisms because right if you're taking the theme of the music outside of the music to where it's part of the band's identity so it's pretty much just fucking cosplay music is what you're saying kinda kinda because it's really no it's really well, all about so they're like the goblin uh oh, well that's how I've you got, i've got to try and remember their name and because Necro if it's because if it's a musical gimmick, yeah. I don't even consider... I mean, what is a musical gimmick? Like Musical gimmick is an example of Adam D from Killswitch Engage and, and I think Joey. Um, they would do the Zach Wild pool harmonic every so often. This is a better example. It's the Zach Wild pool harmonic. Yeah. So it's, it's But not then it basically is a musical trope, <laughs> right? Then it's just a musical trope. It's like, it's a, it's yeah. a little musical thing. It's not, a, it's not can, a gimmick. Right. And I mean, if you overdo it, it can can become gimmicky. But really, when I say, yeah, right, exactly. When <laughs> he's, I say he's gimmicky, made songs out of those. By right. The way. <laughs> when I so when I say gimmick, right, it means like, are you dressing up? Like Ghost BC is the best example of a gimmick okay. band right let's, now. Let's because let's, I'll, I'll now talk about that. All right, we'll so talk you, about you, Ghost. You, you describe. All right, so Ghost. Uh, uh, I am not. I think they're still going by Ghost BC. Are like basically, Mr. they Mr. Whippy turd. Is what they are. It's like you know. You ever seen Mr. Whippy ice cream? You know. Where, yeah. Yeah. That that's them, but in poo uh, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of on a cone, it's just on the floor of New York. That's what they are. Yeah. Um. So so Ghost BC. Oh man. Basically, they sound their whole. Because I've watched a few interviews. Because I'm like, what what the fuck do you think you're doing? I mean, what do you think you're doing, Ghost? <laughs> what do you think that you're pulling off? Meanwhile, I'm aware that you're not so it's uh they 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 were, their whole gimmick what they were going for which again it just it's 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 front Honestly, to back gimmick. i got excited when you told me about the gimmick yeah and then right and then ba- you ba- heard the fucking music so basically within within i'd say i mean if i was just a ballpark 20 seconds i could say less but i want to be forgiving i turned to matt and said turn it off now <laughs> <laughs> you just went oh yeah and i said yeah and you put the next one on and I, and I just said, do you have to watch another one? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't had such a strong right. response. So, 
And that was kind of my initial response because I was I wasn't against the gimmick by itself. It's does the music fit the gimmick? But what is what is the gimmick? Okay, so as far as I can explain it, uh, well, they're okay. First, let me say what they said. Their words was that <laughs> oh god, they wanted it to be like like you found some old band from the 70s that you never heard of, right? Like, say you just discovered... Kind of looked like that in the yeah, video. I will right. give them that. No, they, they, kind of, they kind of pull off what they set out to do. I just think that the end result is dumb. Yeah, because they, if their sound was modern, then that would help. I don't mean change yeah. the way that they, they play music. Just if it was more modern... Right. I, I don't know if that's another thing they set out to well, do. That's the thing, right? No, they set out to make it sound old, and that's the thing. So it's oh, okay. it's intentionally regressive. It did sound it's, old. Uh, and and I'm, I mean, the term old is just not, that's not a good thing. I mean, I love music from, you know, times right, before that, the but 70s. But if, if you're trying too hard to 100% recreate something that's been done before, and you're not trying to add <sighs> anything new to it, then it's it's regressive. It it's uh, it's, re it's a retro pastiche, and it's... Uh, it's, it's I'd like to give 200 points to Matt for using that <laughs> 200 <laughs> points for all these terms Matt's yeah. popping out uh, so uh, okay so basically since I didn't describe it at all yet uh, all of the band members except for the singer are nameless ghouls they wear masks and like hooded cloaks uh, like druids or something and they're Th that's what ghouls. they looked like in, in that one the, right. the, the band were they were wearing kind of like um dark priest robes you yeah. know like they covered their face they were just shadows yeah. you couldn't see right. it and then the singer is called <laughs> papa emeritus and he's basically like the satanic pope or some crap and it's supposed to be all like you know dark and spooky and like uh the song that i uh, the first song i heard from them is called year zero which is kind of i think the best example because if you watch that that's the first one it's right? immediate yeah it's the one that they're like 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 lucifer and like like that was the second one we watched right Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was the second one we watched, but it's the one that most sums it up because it's again, it's like, oh, you're trying so hard to be evil and satanic, they, and then they, you start really playing weird. music, <laughs> right? And then the actual music is not at all. Again, it was terrible. right? So my criteria is really, how do, how does your music fit the gimmick? Because, dude, I've sung in in choirs, like all boys choirs, when I was a kid, and I was like twelve. Our stuff sounded more evil than that. Yeah, that was a load of bollocks. Yeah, their shit doesn't sound evil at all. And no. It sounds like uh, like Blue Oyster Cult, yeah. except that Blue Oyster Cult yeah, could be spooky example. and evil. No, you, it was the best right. example. Yeah. And and uh, and and uh, and the biggest thing to me is that the singer, who I'm pretty sure is the guy behind everything, he's so boring. Man. He's a terrible, boring singer. It was, it was boring. It was yeah. it was really, really boring. And the one the one thing is, you know, I appreciate in mixes and recordings when you got one singer and nobody else sings in the band. And I could be wrong about this because you know the other ghouls. I was I was trying to envision in that very short amount of time that it took me twenty seconds to decide, Matt, turn it off now. Um, I was like, oh, those are wonderful harmonies. They sound really boring, though. Um, not the harmonies, just it sounded boring. There was no energy to the to the the singing. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't look like anybody else is singing. They don't need to in a music video. But if they're ghouls and they're faceless, they probably don't. And I thought, so is it Papa Wankabus? Pa Papa Wankabus <laughs> yeah. was like. You know, when he was doing three-part harmonies mm. and triads, I was like, okay, so if I watched you on a video live, which we didn't, a lot of what we watched, we didn't watch the live ones, which also is another factor mm. into it, um, especially with the gimmick. I was like, is he going to sing one line? Is there going to be a backing track? Are, uh, are Papa Wankabus's ghouls going to be backing him up in some <laughs> manner or form to not show their faces? And I thought, I, 
Yeah, even in old school recordings, which I honestly thought they just sucked. I didn't know they were mm. going for that. Props to them for getting it. Mm. I don't care. But um, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy this live. Yeah. I don't see them recreating the sound. And then, of course, that just teeters off into the whole argument of, well, their, their live uh, performance sounds awesome. It's, you know, really different as opposed to like, you know, I like that. I like to hear a good album, then I like to hear something different live. Yeah. But yeah that was terrible, man. Yeah. The other thing that they did, which continues to piss me off, is that they keep, uh, again, they're working the gimmicks so hard. They're, they're this thing where supposedly it's the third singer now. It's Papa Emeritus 3. What you were saying. But I'm... I'm That's a fucking Spinal Tap reference. Oh, our drummers keep spontaneously combusting. Right. Only like, it's clearly the same guy. It's the same uh, <laughs> For one, the actual guy at some point was outed I, on Metal Sucks uh, or something like that. And the thing is, the first version of Papa Emeritus was like an old man mask. And so I, I get how he was probably like, all right, uh, apparently we're going to be somewhat successful. I don't want to wear an old man mask all the time. So my guess is that's why they switched to Papa Emeritus 2. But Papa Emeritus 2 is still a mask plus like corpse paint. And I think the latest one, he was just like, I don't want to wear a mask at all because I got to do this shit all the time now. And the newest one is just paint, just face it's, paint. Is it that skull bone kind of paint? Yeah. So he has a black layer and then he has white to right. accentuate Which, right, his, it's corpse paint. His, yeah. yeah. Is that what corpse paint yeah, is? Yeah. If, if it's basically black and white and sort of looks skull-like or whatever, it's corpse paint. Because I, I have been educated. Black metal Thank bands, you, mostly black metal bands. Do you have any makeup? Can we do this now? No, okay. I don't. Okay. Um, I tried. Well, that's the other thing. Like, corpse paint is such a long-established thing now. It's like it's not original or well, interesting to do anymore. You know, a lot of people <laughs> in, in the Nordic bands, um, you know, when people would shit on them, and be like, "Why? Why they got to wear that paint? It, it's a gimmicky." It actually isn't. Big, you know, there was um, it was explained. I forget who I was watching. It was a Nordic metal band stereotype, yeah. and they were like, "Oh no, this was um, something that warriors would use." To yeah, go into it, there's some like pagan reference. Very right. Just a like a warrior thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, not even religious. Right, it fits, to right. and that's why. I, and that's why I'm right. And that's why I'm not calling the entire genre of black metal gimmick metal because it's more right. of a. It's it's not a gimmick. It's a whole thing. It's it's yeah. central to the. It's re, it's related to the music. Cradle it's related filth. to the, where the music comes gimmick. from. Yes. <laughs> right. But yeah, but so it's like, right, it's how, how far do you take it? How much is it actually necessary? And how much of it is just like, maybe this will get people's attention and they won't notice that we suck. Aye. So Ghost BC, I feel like, yeah, it's so Aye. much like, maybe they won't notice the that we suck. You just skipped the list and went to like the shittiest thing on Right. There. Well, it was the best, it's the best <laughs> example. Example, of... right. Because to me, it's all yeah. gimmick. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Necro, necro. Oh, what is what he is dressed it? as? Necro. What is he dressed as? What's the the dude in the video? The goblin. Yeah. Video. Right. Ne Necro, so what's the band called? Necrogoblicon. Necrogoblicon. Why is that difficult for me to say? I don't right? know. <laughs> ne uh, so Necrogoblicon. It's I, Necronomicon I've... with a goblin in it. Okay. So Necrogoblicon. Uh, I think that they're fantastic. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> it. But you know what? Right. I, I might I yeah. might get through more than the three songs that we right. listened to and be like, okay, I'm done. Well, and I don't I don't disagree because part of my whole thing is that when they came out with the whole we need a gimmick thing, I was like, yeah, yes, you do. Good, I, I, good job. I'm not, well, I'm not well recognized. I'm not principally invested in the fact of giving a crap whether they are or I, are well, not. And they're not a terrible band without a gimmick. I'm they're sure just not that if as I listened good long as... enough to any band, I'd be like, okay, there's something I don't like there. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, but that's it, the point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find things wrong with everyone. Right. It's okay. I'll be the good cop. You're the bad cop, Matt. <laughs> Why does a good cop talk funny? So, uh, okay. So let's see what else we can get into. Um, An example of like the entire thing is a gimmick and every song is a gimmick. Hailstorm. Yeah. And, and I think an effective example of a gimmick band because I would abs- I would even hate to say gimmick because it just has a negative connotation to right it, you know? but I would say that they definitely are it's a gimmick band, but yeah. again I think it's the best version of it because they effectively execute their gimmick yeah uh, it's, it's fun. It's a fun gimmick that's interactive. It's a, right. It's a fun gimmick. It who, who, adds, who doesn't like? Even as an adult, want to think, "Oh man, if I was a pirate." Right. You know, it so adds to the experience. It, when, if you haven't heard of Ailstorm, <laughs> they're basically like a Scottish pirate, a metal Scottish band. pirate metal band, and <laughs> all they do is drink. All they do is drink and mostly sing about drinking. And, but and, it, and, and wenches. I was going to say right. another word, but wenches. <laughs> wenches and mead are their like predominant. Um, output <laughs> source output yeah they're they're amazing when i when i worked with matt at sam ash um many eons ago i don't know how i stumbled upon them and i was like oh wow it's a scottish pirate metal band this is insane i can't believe it and then every morning we'd come to work and i just put ailstorm on for mm-hmm. forever i remember stephen bender was like you know people probably don't want to hear that you should turn it off i'm like oh, fuck you I'm like, yeah. yeah um but they, they do effectively. Um, talking about the music, music's the most important thing, as you said first. Mm. Um, they're awesome metal musicians. Mm. Incredible. They've had a couple of rotations of drummers, and they're now on their second guitarist. The, uh, the first guitarist, I believe, or the fir- sorry, the bass player in the first incarnation, he then became the guitarist. So it's definitely, you know, friends that knew each other that yeah. were like, oh, I can play bass, sure, I don't care. Um, but they're all dressed up in kilts and as pirates. And the lead singer is a guitar player. <laughs> this is what just makes it even more funny. I remember I saw it and I was like, oh, this is going to be shit. And it was great. Yeah. And I love their shredding call back and forth solos. Yeah. Because um, it's Chris, uh, Chris Bowes. Yeah. B-O-W-E-S. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Uh, phenomenal musician. And he composes it. And he even explains in the beginning, which is great. He said in an interview, he's like, oh, it was just for a laugh. Yeah, I just got in. We just did this for you know. I was playing in some band called Dragon Dragon and Monk, yeah. not Dragon Force. I'm not about to say that. Yeah, and then he got his buddies together and he's like, "Oh my god, this is great. We're awesome. We're, we're gonna do a pirate metal band." Yeah, but then he did something else oh, that yeah. we have to talk about. You should check out Ailstorm if you have uh, not yes. checked out Ailstorm. Check out Ailstorm. Pirate. Their, Ailstorm their albums are amazing. Is a fun gimmick that that doesn't it's it's uh it's okay their last it's, it's album cool. they got very death um death-y. oh yeah oh. oh yeah he started to oh. he did uh was it um death throws of the terror squid it's like a seven minute it definitely gets very like power metal at one point yeah um they, they kind of took influences from like black metal mm. for this and you know it's like um their regular you know jig along and chugging and then it gets to this breakdown and then nothing but on the double bass and you just and I was like, yay, finally, this is awesome. Because <laughs> it's not like he's singing anyway. Yeah. But. But so there's this new side band, I guess, from the keyboardist uh, slash lead singer of Ailstorm called Glory Hammer. And uh, <laughs> uh, Matt's closing his eyes. All right. right so now. first of all. Yeah, you should play it. No, we're going to. Yeah, we're gonna, we have to play this. Um. 
the first okay the first one they did the first glory hammer album because uh, the dude's scottish and uh he, he's singing about some character called uh angus mcfinch angus mcfife fife mcfife which is he funny about being okay. on the ruins of dundee and i was yeah, like yeah it's oh about God. like some scottish dude but um who has to slay a sorcerer Pirates are badass. Don't change the formula. I do not want to hear your no, fucking no, commercial. No, no, no. It's okay. I'll, I'll sing over it. Wait, no. I no. I refuse to have their commercial on my <laughs> podcast. I can't fucking mute They're it. They're not giving you any Wait, money. I can mute. Shut up. Down. I'm going to edit this out. Yeah, I'm just going to edit this out. Dookie, dookie, dookie. I took a big... Oh, here we go. All right. So, you know, cheesy power metal... Angus McFife is his name. I mean, I, ha I get some kind of musical boner hearing that. This is... <laughs> I mean... The, I'm just missing this, the, like, bagpipes. Right. Their first album... I don't know. It, this doesn't completely offend me because it's, like... I mean, okay, the keyboardist is wearing, like, a wizard cloak. That's Christopher. And they're all dressed funky. But they're in the woods, so, you know... Um, he probably... Do you think he wants to appear um, anonymous? I don't know. I mean, the lead singer is wearing like green plate armor, and that's, that's the Peter thing that's Pan really bollocks yeah. Right I'm there. like, I mean, is it green because they're Scottish? I never want to like, grow up. It's just Scottish what the would fuck? be blue. Come oh, on, yeah. Is that... yeah, he's probably like we couldn't afford the blue paint. We had to get the oh, green man. paint. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> also, that second song. What was the second song you played? Right. No, that's what we're gonna get to because their their second album is the one that uh, deserves to be burned. Is in it the, the same in... singer though? I think so. So because in the intro, this is the thing that gets me. Um, Alestorm are all Scottish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about any of the new people in the this band. This is, no, this this one, he's the only Scottish guy I think is the keyboard player. Yeah, because so the, the guy is, And somebody's Swiss. They said Scottish it's, Swiss it's for some reason. It's the lead singer. Probably. his accent in the, the next yeah. one, that we'll, if we're going to listen to it, um, I would, not that it's a problem that he's Swiss, I was just like, oh. But yeah, well, why would you do something all about, like... This is more Scottish than Ailstorm, most technically, in terms Scotland, of the theme. Most of the people that eventually ended up traveling to Scotland, Vikings and such, came from Nordic lands. Yeah, but... So, I mean, we all share kind, some kind of... But I feel like the song Angus McFife should have, like, a Scottish... Act, at least a little hint of a brogue to it. I, it would be less power, man. Oh, yeah, and it should have a brogue to it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, I thought... Here, here's another thing, you know, people singing with Scottish accents. So, um... When it, when it came to a band called Biffy Clyro, who are kind of like Europe's Foo Fighters, even though Foo Fighters are incredibly famous all over the world, um, you know, he sung with a belligerent Scottish accent yeah. for, for most part. So the, when people say, oh, why don't you sing with the blah, blah accent for this? It's actually, I mean, I would argue, and I don't know, it's because a lot of um, the ways in which you pronounce things don't lend to you being able to hit certain pitches or make them sound pretty. Like, yeah. if you go higher, you're not going to be like very dark when you go higher. Yeah, there's so like Scot Scottish accents are very guttural. Yeah, and so with with Ailstorm, I you know even with a gimmick, for example, because mm. it's what we're talking about, I was like, oh, am I going to like this? And be damned, like every album, of course it had to be blatantly Scottish. Mm. They were pirates, yeah. for God's sakes. <laughs> and he even says, you know, he's like, oh, we're buddy smash for most of it anyway. <laughs> I mean, this this is one thing I wanted to do. They did a rum cruise where it was a bunch of 
metal fans and maybe a couple of other napalm record bands yeah on eight like you couldn't even move packed cruise ship oh yeah no that's a big thing now i want was it, it seventy thousand tons of metal because that might that's the big I forget, uh, I th- we, were, we talked ask, about um, that on the last episode because uh rich is friends with uh kim kelly who's she was she was uh the new vocalist for guar for a while remember yeah. they had a female oh, vocalist for a minute yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she also has a i mean we've plugged it like three times on this podcast that nobody's heard but uh she has a custom clothing line called uh i can't remember right now but if c- they fired her kill it come kill kill <laughs> Uh, Kill come? I'm gonna. I have to edit that out. Um, uh, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> no, is she okay? She has a custom line of clothing. Kill a some rockwear. Wow. Yeah. You got that out. Yeah. That's that's even more tough than um, uh, Necrogoblicon. Yeah. Is it? Did I get that right? Yep. Necrogoblicon. I'm having real trouble saying. That. Yeah, she's uh <laughs> She's a Canadian. She we we talked about in the last thing. She was in some some bands, but now she's also involved in promoting seventy thousand tons of metal. So oh, wow. she, at at Heavy Montreal, uh, Is she there? Yeah, she was there uh, with one of the like girls who's going to be on the cruise too, or whatever. And they were like, "Oh yeah, you guys got to come on this cruise." And we're like, "Nah, we're good. <laughs> we don't really the lineup didn't really do it for me." And Dude, it's, deceptive. It's women like tried to take it's two in, men onto a cruise. Well, it's in January, and we have like Nam and stuff like that, and so we're like, right. yeah, "We got stuff going on." You're gonna miss my birthday again for Nam, you uh, bastard. Wait, what's your birthday? Twenty third of January. I might be here for the twenty third. I'm not sure. It depends hey, on podcast. That's my birthday. It's, 23rd I mean, it's probably the same weekend <laughs> as Nam, but it might not be. I would like, well, it'll fall on a different day this time, so that's a good thing. Um, I, I like that oh, this yeah, is no, part I'm of the podcast. Be, be, oh, come on. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It's a gimmick, man. Oh. Nam is a gimmick. That's bollocks. Anyway, yeah, that's hilarious. So I, I glory hammer. Um, I need to listen to them more before I could truly make some kind of verdict on it. Um, Alestorm is the best. So here's where Glory Hammer goes wrong and and deserves to, oh, to be punished for. Oh, it. this was bollocks. So yeah. their new album is like okay. So uh, it's important to know if if you haven't heard it mentioned on the podcast already that I have a a power metal project called Homophony, and I I like to think of it as a power metal tribute to power metal. Um, what? But some might also consider it a parody. What's it called? Homophony. Okay. Uh, so the uh, but the problem is power metal bands keep parodying themselves. And so I feel like it's becoming largely unnecessary. You the, mean because they, they become a gimmick? Yeah, because because, because of the theme of it. I'm trying to make fun into... of what a cheesy bunch of bastards power metal is uh, <laughs> while simultaneously like playing power chords while the keyboard does triads over me. But but, you know, while still paying tribute to, again, the years when I actually was into power metal. Um, I remember when I liked Good Charlotte for a week. But, well, I wouldn't say... There's... <laughs> look. Technically speaking, <laughs> Iron Maiden is like the original power metal band. That is... That's a good point. Right. Yeah. You can't... Like, the problem with power metal is not sort of its existence. It's where it's gone to. It's that it's become so... Uh, it, it's become sort of insular, and it's kind of taken the cheesiest, worst bits and yeah. just, like, run with them, right? And... And and also it's the fact that it's 2015 and there's still bands who are just like let's just sound like Iron Maiden. That's okay, you know. I you know I never really listened to Iron Maiden. Um, you know when everyone does a um, 
Iron Maiden is one of those bands that I I I swear is okay. Iron Maiden. Uh, there's a point where you know what you're getting because oh, yeah, they have imagine. a thing. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, it's the same thing with Aelstorm. Right. But aside from that, I think Iron Maiden is one is is one of the few not really overrated metal bands. Which I'm which. Saying that, they're one of the most famous metal bands in the world. I agree with that, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, um, I of course I've heard, like, was it Number of the Beast? And mm. and, and uh, Run, to the Hill. Run to the Hills must have been the first thing I'd ever yeah. heard. And I've heard all these songs, and I've heard them all the way through. I could honestly say I've listened to Run, uh, Run to the Hills the whole way through three times in my life. Mm. But that's all I need. Yeah, you know, like even before I could play any instruments yeah. other than singing, it well, and was plus, like whatever. But, plus, they uh, but they're I mean, good. Yeah, and they're, they had some stuff where like they got borderline progressive, like "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariners," this long song, yeah, with all these weird different dynamic sections. So you know, they they really uh, and then uh, where it really sort of stuck with the power metal name is the European stuff that that uh, kind of came along with it in the eighties, like Halloween and uh, Gamma Ray. Uh, and stuff like that and you know and and some of that for a while was called like speed metal uh the power metal name yeah they did do speed metal for a bit i forgot that that was even a bloody labels kind of get all weird but if you're like technically speaking power metal is a at one point was kind of a broad genre but now it's very the problem is that it's become very narrow and that's why i gave up on it i kind of was like there's nothing new here any new power metal band or or even old band with a new album I had heard it, right? That's why I stopped because I was like, oh, uh, yeah. I've heard all this." Cuz the thing about power metal is it it fit the things I liked in metal. I like I I uh when I started off listening to metal, I only listened to melodic stuff, you know, and uh that's changed and so has like the landscape as far as more extreme stuff. I got into more of that, but at the time, I wanted it to be melodic. I wanted melodic vocals. I wanted a dude who sang really fucking high for no reason, and and then guitars that went whittly, whittly, whittly. And that, there was plenty of that. There was also that in prog metal, but there isn't that much. It's a theoretical much, explanation. There, there just isn't and has never been that much prog metal overall in terms of actual progressive metal. No. And then the crappy prog metal is just power metal that thinks it's progressive. But it doesn't understand that it's that. not. Yeah. Right. So that's part of the thing. So that's what I mean. And, and, you know, I go to the Prague Power Festival. That's the whole thing. That's where that lives. That's why the Prague Power Festival is a thing, because Prague and power metal how, how overlap. Would you, how would you theoretically describe epic parts of music when, when something is epic? Um, oh, this part is epic, because that yeah. falls into the vein of definitely. prog and power. Definitely. And, and I like that, too. And that's how definitely would you thing, theoretically yeah. describe it? Very mm. if, you right. well, it's, theoretically. Well, inter- sustain. Well, it's, like holding things out yeah in terms over of the groove right well it's also in terms of uh covering a large uh part of the sonic spectrum right that's a big part of making it an epic if you're covering your like that's why i was i was talking uh before we recorded we were talking about power metal like metal bands that uh are kind of power metal but don't have keyboards and how sometimes it's weird because uh, I'm sure to some people they're like, yeah, we don't know pussy keyboards in our metal. But on the other hand, yeah. if you're already writing about like Dungeons and Dragons stuff, yeah. then you're just like leaving empty space. Yeah. And that's where the the bands like uh like the possibly cheesiest and yet 
potentially most effectively Dungeons and Dragons metal band is oh, yeah. Rhapsody or Rhapsody of Fire as they're now oh, called. Okay. And they're known for basically adding all this symphonic stuff. And it's all keyboards or MIDI. It's not like, well, I mean, at some point they used actual orchestras, yeah. but it's, it doesn't it's matter. For recordings, I would right. imagine. The point is they were like, well, it's metal, but we added, you know, a lot of orchestral stuff, but also we're singing about swords and dragons and stuff. Right. And my early theory, and I guess this kind of fits, because I guess Rhapsody in, in a way is kind of, or at least they initially started off kind of like a gimmick metal band. I can't band. stop thinking about Rhapsody but in blue right now. I'm sorry. It's not, yeah. I'm sorry. Not I know. I just can't I'll, stop. I'll put on a Rhapsody song so, <laughs> yeah, you, know, so you get the right frame of mind. I need to. And then you'll be like, this needs its own, el- its own episode, and it probably does. Um, but no, the thing with Rhapsody is, uh, so they really nailed that epic thing but at the same time they nailed you know massive amounts of of cheese and uh Jeez. we should we should do a, we should make a power metal band and call it gershwin <laughs> <laughs> hey it's by gershwin uh are you talking about the incredibly awesome like oh dun. Dun, 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 dun. This, this is the only Rhapsody song that needs to exist, by the way. Kind of immediately when the when the chorus came in, that's all MIDI, right? That's not recording. Well, that's that's real instruments, no? Yeah, well, it's I, I'm not sure if this album is or not. This is like the second album, but at some point they did use real instruments. Oh, hang on, what's this? Right, so the singer's kind of kind of operatic. Definitely now a guy. The f- the best part of Rhapsody though is that they're Italian, and so how he pronounces this song's called Emerald Sword, but you're about to hear how he says it. Justice. All right, just get to the get to the chorus. Nope, I was wrong. That's not where the chorus is. <laughs> it's great. Here, here it is. The emerald sword. Oh. Anyway, you get the idea. So the point is, that's like epic, right? <laughs> Someone uh, pronounced Edinburgh, Edinburgh. At 2 a.m. this morning, I should let you know. <laughs> right. So, uh, digression. Yeah, so, so the emerald sword. So, uh, that's what, uh, you know, that's the easiest way to make something sound epic. Is backtrack. Orchestral. Did, there's no, like, director in the whole process of that that speaks English called, by the way. Nope. <laughs> no, that's the problem. That's the whole, we need, to, we need to do an episode on European bands and how they need to get, like, like checkers for like pronunciation and I, I and even know. word listen, usage. There's, there's, there's some a, hilarious. There's a lot of um of a um. There are some hilarious mistranslations though in oh, lyrics. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> there's a lot of um. They call it like J-pop or, or K-pop, like Korean, mm-hmm. Japanese rock and stuff. They had um, J-rock. Uh, I went to the Taste of Chaos tour in like 2007 or something like that. And I wanted to see a trade, and the headlining was Avenged Sevenfold. So yeah. what? Whatever. Um. 
And, uh, and then they had Bullet For My Valentine, who opened up before a trio, which was great. <laughs> hey, that's another band I intentionally didn't see at Heavy Montreal. Yeah, they got... they In the beginning, they were amazing, man. They got really... Mm, they were kind of like... Uh, it, they felt like if uh, if Children of Bottom had hired like a really bad emo singer. <laughs> yeah, well, in the in the beginning they were heavy. I loved that their 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 initial stuff, but I I totally discounted everything that came after. It's kind of like Avenged Sevenfold. People said, but anyhow, um, pronunciation. Yeah, the 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 J Rock stuff, which they had to stop calling Jap Rock. I wonder why. <laughs> God's <laughs> sakes, idiots. Um, <laughs> That's terrible <laughs> and not funny at all. Um, they, I remember the guy coming out and he goes, Hello, Orlando. <laughs> we are from uh, Japan. Fuck yeah. Are you all ready to rock? And we were all like, yeah. Oh, dude, you, there's, there's some. Uh... And so I just like, you know, whenever he would sing, like he sang one, they did like a cover in English or something like that. Um, because all their songs were in Japanese. It was still yeah. amazing. It was great metal. Um, I wouldn't ever want him to get a, a an accent coach Wait, ever. What was the band? Uh, M-U-C-C. Okay. Because there's, there's some old recording of... Have you heard of Loudness? No. They were like the big like late 80s Japanese metal band. Okay. And... Uh, they, they has, there's some live album, I think, where you can hear them, you know, saying lock and roll and uh you know like hey are you ready to lock and roll you know and uh stop drop and, and the, roll and the band's name is loudness so their oh, whole career no. they're loudness and yeah so uh, that, that was a good time but anyway so uh i, I just i some, sometimes I, w I wouldn't change it you know um, yeah another band doping panda they're a very successful pop rock band um a Japanese one. I, I love them since I was, you know, younger. And uh, same thing. I wouldn't have them change it, you know. When he says "Praise to cry," I'm like, <laughs> I just no. It's not even because it's funny. I just I like hearing it. You know, it's a different way of hearing it. Yeah. Well, okay. So so like Glory Hammer. Yes. Okay. So oh, here's the no, thing. This piece of so Glory Hammer's second album uh, took the whole thing to another level. Where again, I was like, hey guys. uh kind of trying to do this power metal parody thing here you guys are kind of ruining it by being a power metal band who is fucking ridiculous and uh i'm trying to find the specific I, I i refuse to like say it wrong because if i just read off okay here it is so their new album is called glory hammer uh space 1992 rise of the chaos wizards it's i guess <sighs> sci-fi related even though it sounds exactly the same and the tracks are, let's see, the track listing is like, yeah, well, you have your stupid intro Latin track. And then you have Rise of the Chaos Wizards, Legend of the Astral Hammer, Goblin King of the Darkstorm Galaxy. Uh, so basically, it's just super obvious that you're like, oh, get it, it's a dumb gimmick. Duh. But the thing mm. is, like, that's... I, <laughs> That's the that's the problem, right? I, like I'm you're only not basing disliking that bit of that one song I heard the guy came in. My my okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on. This is is this the same one as before? Uh, I'm I'm actually not sure. Uh, no, I don't want the unicorn invasion of Dundee. What the no? <laughs> right, that's probably from the first album. You can't let my fiance hear that. She'll be so excited. 
Uh, <laughs> be like, is this metal? Is it, I like it. Unicorns? Scotland, I want to hear it. A unicorn invasion of Dundee. Oh, God. All right, here we go. This is Universe on Fire is their new... I want to set the universe on fire. Feel it I have the same problem with this that I have with Necrogoblicon, which is when I hear the lyrics that are supposed to be intentionally cheesy and haha, like we're not serious, they're not funny, right? I'm not like, haha, it's funny. I'm like, wait, wait, I just wait. cringe. You're hear some of these. Yeah, you're about to hear some. Or. I want to set the universe break. on fire. You're my guiding light. Who's the guiding light? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear this fire and lungs of steel part. Yeah, so my main things are, does the music fit the gimmick, and are you committed to the gimmick, or are you sort of just like, I don't know, what should I make this dumb power metal album about? I don't know, fucking Space 1992. What? Klaus. 1,000 years ago, he said. <laughs> Bring the Klaus, okay? So we still got dragons. Atomic flame ignite my heart. That sounds like a Japanese person wrote it. It does! Atomic flame ignite my heart! There's no end in sight. So this is the shit we have to it's deal really, with now. It kind of sounds like they've just copied and pasted a bunch of lines from different... Yeah, no, that's exactly. And it's pretty much standard power metal. I mean, I just... It doesn't seem much different from Angus McFife either, you know? I feel like between... Oh, the, the, the whole melody line actually reminds me of that. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to do... If you're going to go from, you know, Scottish pseudo fantasy to some kind of weird space space oh it was in retro. 1992 though don't forget that right so it's intentionally cheesy stupid space stuff but, in 92. but, <laughs> but it sounds exactly the same so in my opinion you have failed you should have your gimmick immediately revoked and you should be forced to write music without a dumb gimmick or just play an Ailstorm. <laughs> right, right. Because that's my thing. Well, like, it's it's like all these, like, like uh, Glory Hammer in particular, if you don't look at the art or the video or anything, it's just, it's, this, it's just fucking power metal. What the, f why? What is? If you don't get your kicks with all of the awesome albums about wenches and mead, uh, at, like writing pirate metal, it's Scottish pirate metal, then how can you be satiated? Yeah, I, I your don't. Your appetite for dumb arsonry continues please chris don't do any more of that stay with the old storm my one of my favorite um uh oh tesseract they're a gent band right yeah yeah they got their name from the tesseract from the, yeah the marvel mm -hmm. thingy all right maybe or maybe they'll like they did Oh, did they? Yeah, I looked oh, that up. Great. Oh yeah, I was investigating <laughs> gent, you know, because yeah. I needed yeah. to brush up on my degent. Well, it would have been a cooler name if they didn't get it from the Avengers, because it's not like that's the first time that was a word. I'm about but... to be a nerd and say that it wasn't really originally from the Avengers movie, and they got it from the... They might have? 
Well, technically, there's a tesseract on the cover of one of their elms, so I guess they know they know what it is. Yeah, but they probably saw that. Nerds. <laughs> well, my <laughs> I could go into a whole thing about tesseract because I saw them a few years ago, uh-huh. but I'm not gonna because it's kind of off topic for this. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but yeah. So okay, so so, so that's so who, who, do, uh, who do we like and who do we not like? So we're <laughs> well, okay. Hailstorm is the best, despite my bitching. Necrogoblicon is really not like I'm like, I like keep them. keep doing what you're doing because honestly their videos are great so I feel like they work really well as like a multimedia you know thing like maybe just like I'm not gonna listen to your albums probably but I will watch your videos if you keep making them I'll listen to your albums um, I like and your Jamie music. will listen to your albums uh and it's and the music's I not only bad heard free, but I mean hopefully if they keep right. going that the way the music's not bad I'm just kind of oh oh there's one nitpicky. more thing we didn't shit on unleash the farce oh right well yeah okay so all right there's a couple gimmick bands that i want to kind of like compare and contrast here because i feel like they're kind of doing the same thing but in very vastly different ways um so there's a madison wisconsin based band who i know because i used to live there called uh lords of the trident and there's a canadian metal band called unleash the archers um Boo. they're <laughs> Well, don't spoil which one we like. Uh, but uh, uh, so so uh, Lords of the Tr- let, me, well, let me let me just kind of describe them as much as possible first. Lords of the Trident is cool. unquestionably a gimmick band because uh, they they have like names, you know, they have character names. Uh, the lead singer Ty, who I think is like kind of behind the whole idea, goes by uh, Fang von Rathenstein. And like each character, and and they're the lords of the truck. And so like each character has this like epic name and like backstory and shit. Yeah. And, uh, but the coolest thing, but they kind of play like, it's sort of power metal, but it's weird. It's more weirdly like eighties. Yeah. There was a lot of modern twists in that one song that I'd I'd heard too. Yeah. It's very, definitely the good, the good breakdown parts as well. But it's 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 very much uh, in the sort of Dio Iron Maiden priest kind of area. Yeah. Which I mean, if that's what they're into, that's cool. The only thing that, like, for my personal taste, yeah, I wouldn't mind a little more like modern touches. But whatever, if that's what they want to do, that's cool. Um, the thing I'm kind of excited about is uh, this dude uh, Brian Koenig, who used to be in this band Luna Mortis. Uh, they were briefly on Century Media. They used to be the Ottoman Empire. My old band Mirror Black used to play with them in Madison. He's the new lead guitar player because their lead guitar player or one of them uh, like went off to study yoga in India or something like that. He just he, he went off to do a thing. Metal makes you do that sometimes. Apparently. Yeah, sometimes you just got to go study um, yoga in India or whatever. And that's cool. But the but Brian is the new guitar player. And I don't I, I need to like his I forget his exact character thing. He's like I think he's barren something and he has like a. <laughs> You know the frilly like Ingve shirt, which is awesome. But he's he's a really good guitar player. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting because he's gonna shred it up in that band, I think. And um, so the uh, so uh, but they wear like uh, they they Strap wear costumes. Ones. They <laughs> no, they wear costumes. <laughs> like Ty has like uh, he's got like you know armor and stuff. Uh, I think the bass player maybe has like a cloak, which almost looks like like he's in Ghost, except that they actually predate Ghost, as far as I know. 
and the bass player's in Ghost. No, he's not in Ghost. He just has a cloak that's oh, similar. Oh, oh God! I'm just saying he has someone. But but before Ghost did, like, not like Andy has a name. He's yeah. not a fucking name. That's the other thing. I'm kind of feel like Ghost. I'm like. I get it. It's part of the gimmick that they're all nameless ghouls, but I kind of feel like they're all more talented than you. I don't so... care about the nameless ghouls, just the whole concept of that band. And they just right. No, but that's my thing. I'm like, it's clearly the singer's idea. And it's like, dude, all these people in the band are more talented than you. Maybe you should give them names and characters instead of making it all about you and kind of and constantly claiming that you're a different person every six months. Um, so, so I, somehow I just went from Lord's <laughs> Red, just slid right back onto fucking bashing ghost. Because it's so... Hey, ghost, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> it's so important to my life goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Lord of the Trend. So, so Ty, uh, again, because of the nature of the podcast, I have to be a nitpicky asshole. Um, his, he, he's, got, he's gotten consistently better as a singer as they've gone. And actually, their production has gotten much better. Their latest sounds, uh, sounds pretty good, uh, which I will, I will play in a second. Um, but I you know like it's it. it's cool for them to be all sword and sorcery stuff though because it fits the the whole like gimmick of the band or whatever, and it's kind of the kind of metal they're playing. It's one of those things again where I'm like, I wish you would like use a little bit of keys on your albums or something like for atmosphere. I you don't I'm, have to use it live even like, but like. Well, what if they put backing tracks? Well, yeah, and they, and they could do that too. But I'm saying like, I like what they did. Right? Yeah, but I I have a weird thing about no keys. It's like especially. If you've got a specific kind of like stylistic thing, like you're going again, matching your gimmick, right? Your style's matching your gimmick. You know what really adds to like the the atmosphere and the feeling and like the is more um, is some right is is some kind of sound other than just guitars, right? They, they, they did have more of a modern twist on it though to the gimmick, and well, their gimmick obviously following down that whole power metal mm. kind of stuff. I um. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of metalcore uh, influences in that one song that you played me. I really liked it. Really liked it. Um, it wasn't just straight up power metal, like when we fly through the sky. Yeah, and again, and fly. again, uh, this is their latest, which is part of why, like, again, that I song think. Was? Yeah, yeah, oh. or at least from their latest album, and that's why, again, I was saying, like, they really. Uh, he also picks up a wench from the crowd. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, oh, actually, I'm not going to even play that one. I'm going to play a more recent one than that. But, oh wow! Uh, I'm ready for that. But but their stuff like is has gotten progressively better sounding. Um, here, I'll put this. This is from their latest album called Frostburn, and the song is called Knights of Dragons Deep. So again, they're not hiding from the fact that they're like Dungeons and Dragons metal. But uh, and again, to me, this sounds okay. So what we're gonna get into is kind of contrasting these guys with Unleash the Archers. Um, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to it, but this <laughs> reminds me of Maynard Keaton from Tool. He, the main thing is, I think he needs to like compress his vocals a little more. Actually. Maybe I just need to turn it up. Let me just turn it up a little because I think that's part of why. Turn it down for what? But uh, it was the 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 main thing is he's just got like, because the other song I played you was all like started off with what like that kind of shit. Yeah. And that was the one thing where I, where where I was like, uh, overload. 
Well, no, he could, he could, he, he, uh, it's a little. Uh -oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're addressing uh, some right. serious this issues is, like rape in there. This is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what they're singing about. <laughs> he just said it though. What? Monster, yeah, the lands that rape our homes. Oh, yeah, but like metaphorically, well, not <laughs> metaphorically. But you know, like fantasy rape, yeah, so it's okay. To explain the joke; it's not as long funny, as it, <laughs> when it's when you're pillaging and raping, it's okay because it's a historical reference. Okay, all right. Unless there are dragons, and then it's like not like the English and what they did to Scotland. Right. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> so it's okay, man. Well, no, but that's what Dungeons and Dragons is glorifying, right? Here, They're your like, music is bad. We get into hey, fights. Hey, remember feudal societies, and uh, let's pretend there was also magic and dragons, and then it'll be fun to like. <laughs> No, that's why I kind of have this weird... It makes it a whole lot more appealing. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's the weird... That's like the... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly fascinated with how fascinated we are with this whole, like... The whole fantasy genre is basically sort of taking medieval history and then pretending it's really cool and awesome. The fantasy genre of music or, or just no, fantasy in, genre? in general. Of like, move, like Game yeah. of Thrones. Game, games, video Lord games. Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, basically, I'll start with Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings, I, I'm pretty sure, is the first, like, modern fantasy where it's not pretending... It's not part of a folk mythology tradition. Well, I mean, I suppose that... It's I am making up it, a new fantasy it, thing. Mm, it's still based on mythology, but it's basically right. new mythology without any allusion it's, it's to being... Oh, Connected to yeah, because I mean, then you, then you could say something like Cinderella is, you know, along the same lines. Then. Well, I mean, it is in terms of being original mythology, but the point is, <laughs> the, the point is that Lord of the Rings, no, the Lord of the Rings takes old myth yeah. and puts it into this. Dungeons and Dragons is based on Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. uh, if you look at the original Dungeons and Dragons stuff, it's clearly like we changed a few names to avoid getting sued, but that's what it's based on. <laughs> so modern fantasy, this is a weird tangent, but modern <laughs> fantasy is almost is almost all derived directly from from Tolkien. Tolkien is like the, and then everything kind of comes off of that. Mm -hmm. And then you can go back further and, and draw on older mythology, but he set the model for like, I took all this old mythology and I took the religion I believe in and I made up a world, I made up an, a history for like the prehistoric world. Chocolate rain, power so, metal saves the day again. Chocolate rain, sorry. Somehow, this is the, so somehow related to that, <laughs> this is the one you saw. Yeah. Where. You see, some, sometimes having that kind of jokey aspect of something like that is fine. Um, you know who does an incredible cover of um, Dio's Holy Divers, Kill Switch Engage? Oh, yeah. And, well, the, yeah, and the, thing, the they, video, the music video to that, yeah. they make a total rip, you know, like low, low, well, it's not low budget, but you can tell certain aspects of it. Like yeah. the guitarist is the sleeping princess. And, yeah. uh, and they, they twist on the original Holy Diver video. Yeah. Well, but like, at, the end, at the end of it, he goes, uh, oh, gotta get away, Holy Diver, gotta get away. And he goes, Holy Diver! Holy Diver, of course, because yeah. you know it's metalcore. But Holy Diver, 
and he just jokes about it you know yeah and i suppose because it's like we're a metalcore band covering deal it's kind of a joke anyway so if he doesn't do that repeatedly i won't get pissed well, but, but no but that's a regular part of his singing is a thing and 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 it fits the style of music the problem is more that his 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 head voice is a little light and falsetto-y and it needs to be more it's not halford it's more well i mean it doesn't matter that i mean it's it's okay so it's it's uh if if he's gonna you can tell that there's a whole kind of joke connotation into the way he's doing it no but he's no he's no it's not that's the thing i don't know he's not doing it as a joke he's just singing high and that's just a way in I know he's singing high, but in the way in which he portrays is, you know, the whole energy of, I could go, ah, or I could yeah. go, ah. Well, no, but that's the point. That's, just, but that's, no, it's not a choice. That's oh. just the way he sings in his head voice. I'll give him vocal lists. That was my point, though, <laughs> is that he needs to beef it up or add some edge to it or something. Right. And uh, it works just as, a, like, a momentary thing. Because, okay, this is, a, this is a recurring thing I've seen in, in metal vocalists because... That's especially in power metal. That's always the thing: is sing really high and start off your song with "wah." And uh, the but there's a problem of uh, not of using more of a head voice versus just a falsetto, right? right? So instead of just kind of singing like a light uh, "wah," it's more like "wah," you know, like more meat to it, and even a little bit of edge to get the whole full like Halford effect. But uh, Halford effect, yeah. Rob Halford. Oh, he kind of okay. yeah, invented yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inception. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? This episode was brought to you by Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Um... But anyway, uh, so the band we're going to contrast them with is uh, Unleash the Archers, who have just been announced as, like, uh, as a backup on Prague Power because like four bands canceled, uh, not because of the festival, but because of visa issues and whatever. But uh, this band, Unleash the Archers, is uh, shit. No, they're good, really good musicians. It's just that, um, well, you disagree, you, you, disagree. Oh yeah, they're they're good musicians. And eh, they're okay. Just musicians. because the product of what you have to hear repeatedly. No, my point is, is they're you not. Know what I mean, okay. All right. First of all, let's start at the beginning. The first problem with Unleash the Archers start is you have the, the worst band beginning. name on the planet. Okay, so yeah, no, first this, this of all, jokes are, un, un, okay. First of all, <laughs> Archers so are not like a formidable, frightened, frightening thing that you unleash. Uh, uh, first of all, you don't unleash volleys. them. They basically yeah, just stand them. there yeah. and shoot at people from far away. Yeah. So they could they could unleash their arrows. Yeah. Potentially. Although the more correct term is probably loose their arrows. Dude, that's not what so, they say in Canada, okay? They say unleash the archers. I don't think they do. Well, I don't think that's a Canadian they, well, thing. Well, well, we say release the archers? No, because then we'd be releasing No, them exactly. Shackles, it's not like... remotely close to making sense. <laughs> it's not remotely in the ballpark Well, of... neither does the fact that when I say, hey, you heard that band, The Killers, and then someone that doesn't know them goes, oh, God, are they that metal band? You're like, no, no. they are not. No. They just chose their name poorly. I could, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, maybe I, uh, it's like, hey, are you doing? Killer? It's also an Iron Maiden album, so it sounds yeah. You if you were just heard, the like Killers, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Killers. Ones. Killers is the second Iron Maiden album. Uh, um, so which makes sense because they're a fucking metal band, but uh, <laughs> the Killers have not musically killed anybody. Uh, 
So unleash the archers. Fourteen-year-old girls, maybe. <laughs> so if you okay, here's the thing. My my thought is unleash the archers probably doesn't think they're a gimmick metal band, but they oh, are, um, and I will tell you why they are. Okay, go. One, you're called unleash the archers. Two, the first video of yours I saw. There's a dude dressed as a knight sword fighting another dude, and then oh, well, that's just a premise of a music video. Is this a, is this the right, long but drawn the, out one right, where? But the the song is also called General of the Dark Army, <laughs> and then. But then his fake girlfriend gets mad and things like. Yeah, you should definitely check this video yeah, out. They, it, it's, okay, it's, so the two videos mm. that we're gonna reference uh, from Unleash the Archers are Mr. General, General of the Dark Army and Tonight We Ride. One of them is three <laughs> years old. One of them is two months old. Why did old. they have to steal Tonight We Ride? That's such a good thing. They sound almost exactly the same, and that's oh, okay. part of my other problem is oh. that in three years you sound exactly the same as the album you put out three years ago this is why sometimes when people are like i'm gonna write lyrics and then we'll write a song from it doesn't always work yeah uh definitely so this is the wait no let me adjust the volume because i cranked it before and i want to be able to talk over it. all right so uh skip google ads i hate you um but we love you google Give us your money. I mean, did it take you that long to edit out the other little bit? Yeah. All right. So there, uh, the 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 other weird thing about this video is, it's like a eight minute song, and like, <laughs> oh god, I I, again, I don't want to I like. But by, by the six minute, you know what? It's not terrible. But I really have to like. Okay, whenever I make fun of a video, like it, it should be considered separate and unrelated to making fun of the band because almost all music videos are terrible. Yeah. And uh, this one is like some, but this one does confirm that they're a gimmick band. Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm skipping the dude playing a guitar solo in the forest alone. <laughs> uh, Wait, there are apps, so at least, right? So, like so many uh, music videos, again. Okay, so if you want to watch this, it's Unleash the Archers, General of the Dark Army, and then we're gonna. The other one is uh, Tonight We Ride, but it doesn't matter. It's the same song. Uh, so, the, in, <laughs> but in General of the Dark Army, they're in the forest. Yeah. But unlike the. Uh, uh, Beyond Creation video we watched, they did bring their amps to the forest. They didn't bring a microphone, so the singer does not have a, a microphone. Hey, but I they still are playing that into. Video yet. Oh yeah, to. I'll, I'll show you that too. It's Matt, cool. why do you always leave me out? No, it's great. It's uh, they're a te tech death band. They're fucking tech death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that whole thing Fuck we had yeah. about sub sub genres that were not like? <laughs> no, but tech death makes sense because it's technical. It's death metal, but it's technical. Oh, it's not tech. No, it's technical. No, tech. Yeah, like technical death. Okay, so it's gen, it's gen core? No, because death. No, because gent thinks it's technical. It's not. It's just the breakdown that, that is. Um, Most very, of gent is just right. Yeah, it's just yeah. we think we're I, really. I've not heard even really really smart people use the term staccato on YouTube. Like really good musicians, mm. they're like, yeah, it's there's this something groove, and you're like, yeah, can you say staccato, please? Yeah, no, they don't know words for things. No, it's like there's a lot of palm muting. Yep, and say staccato. Say it. Say stay. Yeah. All right, so this is what Unleash the Archer sounds like.
So, I mean, you know, there's a little bit of modern growlies because everybody has to have and the breakdown. growlies now, yeah. So they're, they're a little more modern. They have a few more modern touches, so which I like. So let everyone know I looked up my... Um... A very, very uh, regular YouTube search of uh, 12 minutes of fart noises and decided to play it over. <laughs> yeah, no one can hear that. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, so, the, the yeah, but again, there's a whole, like, section of woe-woes, which is a, a, a thing that bothers me because it's usually like, well, I don't know what words to write here. I'll just say, oh, whoa, a bunch. Bec and it's, it's an overdone thing in both power metal, but especially in popular music. It's a big, big thing in pop right now. There's way, way too many songs where they very quickly, the entire chorus will just be, you know, nonsense syllables. And it's gotten way out of hand. Yeah, I, um, I, some, of, some of the stuff that I've um, done musically with, uh, just one specific example. I remember one song had a lot of um, whoa, 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 whoa was in it, but you know, yeah, you kind of have that guilt, but it was just because the other musician that I was singing with was such a uh, good singer that it was so much fun to create yeah, well, uh, harmonies. It wasn't overdone. We, right. we didn't do it in any other right. songs. And it, yeah, and that's fine. It's it's not a thing that you can't do. It's just a thing that is currently overdone. And a lot of well, and a lot of people have it in every song. That's the thing. It's in so many songs now. It's being so overdone. And most of the time, it and it doesn't make sense. Most of the time is the problem, right? It's fine when it makes sense to just be like, oh, and whatever. But there's so like that. Was just, there's no reason. For it. it was just like randomly like ah, oh woes. It's time for some oh woes, you know. And I'm sure there are more than this song. Although this song, the the their more recent song, which again I want you to keep in mind, that last song is three years old. This new song is about. Well, I wish it was three months because that would be a better symmetry. But it's a few months old. It's from May, so it's more recent. But and it starts with an explosion because they're on Napalm Records and yeah, whatever. And then this one, they're in the desert. It's like a Mad Max theme, but you're still wearing armor, so it still counts as gimmick to me. They're not bad musicians. for it. Wait for it. Oh, I wasn't expecting... Sorry, different cliche than I was expecting. Here comes the one I was expecting. are super generic yeah, those, those, those ones I was really excited to hear and rip on yeah I'll the, find my destination don't tell me where to go <laughs> something about destiny so uh, apparently it's a person who's like um 
Yeah, I'm really lost. But I don't need your help, right? <laughs> okay, so so uh, so I know you're a power metal band because this sounds exactly like the thing you put out three oh, years the, ago. The total like um, yeah, yeah, at the beginning, definitely. Right. I no. So I on my my parody power metal ba- band. There's supposed to be a song called Wah, where the only word in the song. The only vocals in the song is is like the is that because every like there's so many power metal bands like so many power metal songs that they just start off and they're like whoa 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 yeah 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 Wah! just like let me just uh, start the song with Wah! like for no reason and like every other song it's cool no one will get sick of that shit. Here's my vocal prowess. basically showing um, musical test. Right, so I'm gonna write a song where it just starts like that and then you think it's gonna like turn into a real song and there's going to be a verse and then it just kind of loops back and it just so, repeats the WAP so for like I, three minutes. Like I said before, are we really even comparing them to uh, Lords of the Trident? Well, no, but they're, but if you look at they're doing something very similar. Oh, okay. With they're the, both the gimme and the, the keyboardless power metal bands who... Are dressing up live? I don't know if Unleash the Archers are dressing up live. They dress up in their that's, videos. That's what we're, we're, we're kind of focusing is the gimmick. Is, right, you know, but that's that part of the thing. Is I, again, Unleash the Archers is like, I don't think they think they're a gimmick, but they are because all their songs are about fucking D&D shit. Like, you're a D&D metal band. No, no. Uh, see, if, if that Max... Um uh, Mad Max kind of thing. Yeah, but that's just a, that a that's video. just a that's just a one off video gimmick. Right. And if they if they weren't doing that, you wouldn't even friggin' be able to to figure out from the initial set of lyrics, you know. I'd find right. my destination. Right. The gimmick doesn't fit the music. Not at all. Which is one of my big problems. Which is you know, I, it's it's really cool when it's done in a figurative sense and uh, abstract like um lyrics. Where you know you someone will do a music video that has absolutely nothing to do with the lyrics, you know what yeah. I mean? And you'll be like, "Oh wow!" And then you have to kind of put this like double meaning to it. Yeah. Sometimes it applies, sometimes it doesn't. This one just mm-hmm. blatantly makes no relation. There's not even yeah. like some. Uh, the the only way like the only way it fits is because they're wearing armor, and right. you know they're a cheesy. Also, Mad Max just came out recently, so. Yeah. Hey guys, I have this great Canadian original well, it's, idea. It's a decently made video. It's it's better than the first one. Oh, um, but the, the whole budget um, production value of it looks really good. But just, you just laugh when you hear it. Right. I mean, yeah, which is an issue for me. And then yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love Tenacious D. First CD I ever bought when I was a kid. Um, right, but that was on purpose. Right, but it's <laughs> a very good point. Too see, Glory Hammer. Seems like they're trying to be funny, but they're not. Unleash no. the Archers is clearly not trying to be funny, but they're hilarious. No, I wouldn't even find that. Hel- well, well, unintentionally that, yeah, hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. And then I'm like, when, it's when I hilarious. got the Mad Max theme, I was like, oh. It's hilarious because they're, they're a parody of themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that every power metal band that has like started in the last five years is like a cliche in some way. Yeah. So I suppose... The, the gimmick conclusion, again, is that it is mostly, for the most part, because, you know, clearly not in this one, uh, it's a physical manifestation of um, clothing. Or what did you say? You said taking a theme out of the song and the music that you write and then mm-hmm. bringing it to the stage. Yeah. And I and my thing was, I to think... To further yourself, right? right. There's going to be a means to the end. Yeah. Well, and I the reason I think that uh, Lords of the Trident is doing... Uh, I mean, these guys, Unleash the Archers, uh, they're on a label. They have, like, the production 
is a little better, but but I don't actually like the thing is I I don't like their production. I think it's too modern. It's like if you're gonna do power metal, like it's super flat and uh, everything's very dry and upfront, and and that's the style in a lot of power metal now because they're trying to say like oh well if we don't have keyboards and if we don't have reverb it won't be as cheesy and it won't sound like it's from the 80s and it's like yeah but the music's exactly the same yeah so what you trying to prove <laughs> trying to prove you're not a gimmick band it makes you better but you are so you my sick. thing is embrace the gimmick commit 100% if you're gonna go gimmick 100% follow through let people know you're doing it on purpose yeah and that you don't just happen to be a bunch of nerds who play D&D and we're like, let's start a metal band. I like being that kind of nerd. Well, you can I don't, I've be. I've never played D&D before. But, but write better metal than these guys. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So we cover, let's see. What do we, okay, we got. That's it. That's good. Oakley Doakley is a. Uh, a huge piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. So we're, are we going to do that score? Score? Oh, I don't know how we're going to score things. Necro Goblin. Okay, so let's go this way. Let's just let's just go through and say, like... Uh, Glory Hammer. Yay or nay. Right. So or, or yay for gimmick band. So there should be two uh, yay or nays, I suppose. Is it a gimmick band, and does it work? Right. Well, I think all of the ones named are, are gimmick bands, but otherwise I wouldn't have... In, in in kind of including uh well yeah Rhapsody started off as a gimmick but it's well it's more no I shouldn't say that Rhapsody is 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 a, a true gimmick band because they really it's more about what's in the music right there's no I mean they kind of wear like pirate shirts and stuff but that's more just like a European metal thing and they're Italian yeah. so it's like they might just hang out and wear pirate shirts all the time. Yeah. I don't know what these Italian dudes are doing. <laughs> uh, or because, you know, they think they're, uh, the, the guitar player thinks he's Paganini, just like Ingve. Uh, um, oh, God. But, but it, it, it becomes a gimmick because then all the songs are about swords and sorcery and dragons and stuff. And, uh, well, my, my, my theory, because my thing with Rhapsody was that all their, all their albums they're not only about sword and sorcery, they're all part of the same story. They're all connected. And oh, I and love... Like a Rhapsody universe? Yeah, I love concept albums and albums with an actual story. And so I'm, I'm up until a certain point, if you had like a, or at least you claim to have a coherent story and a concept album, I would listen to it because I liked that. And for a long time, uh, it seemed like nobody did that who couldn't pull it off. That stopped in the 90s because all of a sudden a bunch of people did it who couldn't pull it off. And one of the things with Rhapsody was when I listened to the lyrics and they have like a story and everything, when I read it, I was like, but it's not good. It's not a good story. It's not a compelling story. Uh, I don't care. I don't care about <laughs> any of your characters. Uh, and the closest thing I could come up with is it sounds like Rhapsody played D&D together and then they were like, let's take our D&D game and make it the story for all our albums <laughs> forever. And that's my impression of, like, the Rhapsody story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they're, they're kind of a, a gimmick thing. But, like, in the end, it's one of those things where, like, enough people copy them that it becomes a thing. Like, I mean, they made up their own, like, fake 
subgenre they call themselves symphonic hollywood metal because you know hollywood oh, like a soundtrack no. right uh which yeah. is dumb but in terms of symphonic they kind of were were accurate and it's more accurate to call them symphonic metal yeah. than what has become symphonic metal which is metal bands with a female singer and like a bunch of stringy keyboards in the background for some reason yeah and uh but okay, so uh, so the father of all um, gimmick bands is um, War. Well, gimmick metal bands at least. Gimmick metal bands, is yeah. Because if you go back yeah. further, there's gimmick oh, yeah. rock bands and there's Kiss. And so Guar um, was one, and or is the father of that? And then as far as um, so okay, power metal goes, you would say Iron Maiden. Yeah. So we'll go through these and give kind of a summary. Um, I need to come up with some kind of uh, I should come up with some kind of a rating system or some kind of like, like you know, a final you know thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Gimmick bang. or like you 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 suck and you sh or like you're bad and you should feel bad or you're bad <laughs> but you don't have to feel bad or. <laughs> You're not bad, but you should still feel bad. Oh wow, that could just be know. your running thing at That'd the be, end. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, that's Kanye. The, that's the your music is right. bad, and you should feel it, bad. Right, it needs to, it should relate to, in somehow to the theme of the show. But so basically, Oakley Dokley oh. is bad. Uh, oh well, the title of this episode is going to be "Your Gimmick Is Bad and You Still Sound Bad." <laughs> so Oakley Dokley, your gimmick is bad, and you definitely still sound really bad. Necrogoblicon, uh, I I. Even though I, I can nitpick, I approve overall. And, like, I, you should keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, your music is good. Or your gimmick is good, and you should feel good. <laughs> and then uh, Lords of the Trident. Uh, I'd agree. I, well, I would agree. Yeah, no, I, well, I'm all for them. And, uh, I mean, I initially wasn't crazy about their gimmick. Because initially I was just like, whoa, that's a lot of gimmick, guys. Because every person had a character name. They have incredibly long, detailed fictional biographies on the website about them. Wow. Which uh, I wasn't super into, but uh, they're they're doing well, and they're uh, they're not doing as well as Unleash the Archers, which is my main thing. I was like, I feel like these guys I'd rather see than Unleash the Archers. Yeah, I would. But uh, Unleash the Archers, you probably don't know your gimmick, but you are, and the gimmick is bad. But you don't mm -hmm. have to really feel bad, I guess. Because you're doing. Well. They're an all right band. They're all right, but it's it's the same it's the same kind of power metal that made me stop listening to power metal because I was like, there's nothing new. There's nothing exciting and, and new and interesting here um and again it's 2015 it's like it's very you know kind of iron maiden-y and it's like you could do something interesting uh, although they, they did have some uh, some modern elements and they got like a screamy guy and whatever glory hammer uh glory hammer i can't stand i and 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 they're you're you're stealing my ridiculous parody but without it actually being a ridiculous par like the lyrics are just bad they're not like maybe they're intentionally bad, but it still doesn't change the fact that they're just bad. And when I actually hear them, I don't laugh; I cringe. Let this atomic fire set my heart ablaze. <laughs> the exactly. flames grow in the lungs of steel. What? But Ailstorm's fine. Ailstorm part can party all day and all night, but <laughs> Glory Hammer should stop being a thing. Um, and yeah. Ghost. Oh, and BC. Ghost. <laughs> well, Ghost is gonna get their own episode at some point because they're one of those bands where I'm gonna. I mean, I've heard enough to really just... Ugh, I, I really they, don't You know what? They, they remind me of sleep. Like the thing you do when you're not awake? Or like, is there a band that I don't know the about? The band that did the song that lasted 45 minutes. Oh. Geez. It's doom metal to doom. Uh, the band that did um, Snakes for the Divine. Um, 
something about marijuana and their name, it kind of the connotation of it. I forget. <laughs> they're they're like a doom uh, metal band. Okay. okay. But uh, the 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 guitarist had another band called Sleep before that, and someone was like, "Yeah, if you really like doom, man, you should check this out." And I'm like, "It's a 45 minute song. It's bad." I mean, I call that a gimmick. Yeah. But sorry, Ghost BC. Yeah, Ghost BC is is the worst. <laughs> your music is bad, and you should feel bad, as well as your gimmick. Yeah. Oh. Your gimmick is really bad. <laughs> God. Uh, yep. Yeah, so they, they. All right. So uh, this won't be the only episode about gimmick metal because it's really a, it's kind of a thing right now. Like I feel like that was the thing that really shocked me is I started to see bands come out with gimmicks and like they really. It used to be like gimmick bands were like they needed you to know that they weren't fucking around. Yeah. And now it's kind of just like, yeah, we, we get that this is ridiculous. I have but an idea. What, what if we're a band that's metal, but we rap? Would that be a good gimmick? So like Brutal Chains? <laughs> Wait, we're going <laughs> to rap? Wait a minute. Well, we're going to play rap. <laughs> yeah. No, I never mind. Oh, you meant like a rap metal band. <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> All those rap metal bands. Oh, we love you, Fred Durst, so <laughs> much. 